made it. Thanks for joining us at the Digital Leaders Podcast. Our guest today is Marcus Manasis, who is a music producer, a designer, and the founder of the Crypto Rasters NFT project on OpenSea. Marcus is a pioneer of reggae music and culture in Brazil, having created the first reggae sound system in Rio de Janeiro. Marcus joins us to discuss how he's using NFTs to improve reggae music, both for the artists and their fans. Oh, it looks like Marcus is ready. Let's get started. So I'm Marcus. I'm founder of Digital Dub Sound System. Uh, it's the pioneer sound system from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I'm also a music producer and a designer. And in this last year, 2021, uh, I found I created the Crypto Rastas NFT collection. Nice, Marcus. It's amazing having you on the show. Uh, I've been following Crypto Rasters for, for a while. I, I'm a Crypto Raster owner myself, uh, so full disclosure to it's the nice. audience. But uh, it's just great to have you here to be able to share your story and share the Crypto Raster story with the audience. So you recently launched the, the Crypto Raster NFT project on, on OpenSea. But before we get too deep in, into that Crypto Rasters project, I want to know how did you initially get exposed to crypto and NFTs? What's the story there? Yeah, like as a as a music producer and independent artist, I always and a design a graphic designer too. I I always looking for new technology, new ways to you know, uh, new marketing ideas. And when I discovered the NFTs in the beginning of uh, 2021, I I fell in love with the idea. Hmm. I I jump in this i never made like investments on on crypto currency i never i heard about bitcoin and this stuff but i was not never like an investor or like economist was not my thing so i i entered in the in the crypto because of the art and culture you know the nfts on my was my door to enter of course, when we went through in the NFTs, we start to discover all the the coins, all the all the the, the the things, and it's it's a good it's a good thing to have a economic education too, right? Mm-hmm. But my my the, what makes me enter was the art, the culture, the the technology of NFTs, what it can provide to the creator, and after we discover so much more, you know, layers and. I stopped everything was I I doing mm-hmm. everything. There are, there are some jobs that I had music to produce, and I, I say stop everything. I have to study this and wow. go deep. There is something here, you know, and this is the time. Nice man, I I really like that story. So for you, it wasn't necessarily, at least initially, it wasn't necessarily about the financial aspect. It wasn't you know Bitcoin price and Ethereum price and what have you. It was about the art and the passion. And you know, wanting to find a way to to sort of dive into that artistic aspect of it. That that's admirable, man. Because uh, you know, it, I think it's the the other way around for a lot of people. So I, I definitely respect that that passion and you taking yeah, it from that level. 
Yeah, but, and 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 the, the economic part is important too because arts don't live without without you know the, sure. the funds. Yeah, yeah, and the music business is a is a is a difficult business. No, mm -hmm. it's not a business that was created for the artists. Was yeah. created by big companies to make they make big money and the arts maybe one percent of the artists make money mm -hmm. and the others was always struggling. So I think NFTs coming to change that and and give power to the artists and creators. You know, no, you absolutely right. This perspective. Yeah, you're right for sure. I remember there was this saying back when we used to have CDs. When you buy a CD, actually only one dollar of the price went to the artist. All of, all of, most of the money went back to either the publishers or the, the distributors or the company who was actually selling you the, the, that, that CD at the time. Um, and so from a, a long time now, it's been tough for artists and the people who are creating the music to actually get paid for the work that they're doing. And you're absolutely right. NFTs now creates this opportunity for artists to sort of bypass that whole system that has been set up and, and really go directly to the consumer um, and, and make their money on their own. But, but, but Marcus, you know, um, so you're a DJ, you're a producer, you're a designer, you're an, an entrepreneur. Uh, but I got to tell you, what, what really impressed me most about your bio was that you actually created the first reggae sound system in, in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. And, you know, yes. you, you've basically been pioneering the, the reggae movement in Brazil ever since that. Uh, you know, for, for me, I know reggae is international, reggae is everywhere, but how exactly were you introduced to reggae culture? Yeah, man. Yes, as I said, reggae music is international, is all over and all, and it's big in Brazil, but mm. people uh, only knew very few parts of the reggae music. You know, Bob Marley, yeah. Peter Tosh, mm -hmm. Jimmy Cliff, you know, sure. and after that there are some Brazilian reggae bands that okay. make this style. But one thing that I love in reggae music is that the the is so there is so much styles and variety of you know the story is so rich. There are so many artists. If you go from the beginning of the the story from the sky and rockstead and reggae and dub and mm -hmm. dancehall and and all other music that was influenced by 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 the Jamaican music, you know, like the hip hop, the electronic music, even the the rock music, you know. Yeah. And and people don't know the story. I was going when I when I started this was just because I was listening to some kind of reggae in my house, and when I go to the, the shows and the parties. I didn't listen to this kind of music, so I said I have to start a, a, a make a party, something like that. I never had a, a ambition to make it my professional life. I think I was going to be a, a graphic designer. This was I was studying. I made a party just for share what I was listening with friends. Mm -hmm. I was always connected with music since young. You know, I was always the guy who would like to play the music in the parties. You know. Yeah for the friends. So it became, it started to grow naturally and became my professional. My, and, uh, and as I said, like, as we said, the, the, the was the first sound system in Rio, one of the first in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we was working a lot, producing music, playing parties all over the country. Brazil is a continental country, you know, yeah. so we have 
travel all around. After I started to, to travel around South America, I went to Europe a long, lot of times, mm. to Mexico, to, to many places, you know, and had the opportunity to work with a lot of Jamaican artists too. Nice. So the thing was growing. I was starting to bring some artists to Brazil, record with them. So all all this has 20 years of of work, you know, and was like the root to be what became the crypto rust and all this knowledge and con time and, and, and connections. Nice, man. Well, congratulations to you, brother. I mean, I, you, you can definitely tell that your, your knowledge of, of reggae culture is, is pretty deep. I've, I've heard you speak actually a couple of times and, uh, it's been great to just be able to, to soak up some of that knowledge from you. And actually, one of the things that I heard you say once uh, is, if there are punks, then there must be rasters. And this is actually a really good uh, transition into the back into the Crypto Rasters project. Yes. Um, and I want to say, I love the Crypto Rasters project. I'm I'm an owner, like I said. I'm in the Discord. I follow you on Instagram. You know, I I, I just I admire everything that that you you all are doing. And so, so back to that quote: if there are punks meaning if they are crypto punks, then there must be rasters. And that's how you ended up creating crypto rasters. And I'll be honest with you, when I heard you say that, as much as I enjoy reggae culture, I was completely, completely unaware of the connection with the punks and the rasters. And so I'm thinking that maybe for a lot of people in our audience, it's the same thing. They're not aware of that connection. So maybe yeah. you can give us a bit of a brief history lesson. What's the relationship between punks and rasters? Yeah, it it's a great story and was exactly when I s started to discover the NFTs and saw the crypto punks. I see, oh yeah, must have a crypto rasters. And when I start to search, I didn't see that, mm -hmm. and I say I have to start to create. But back into the story, uh, in the in the mid seventies, late seventies, when the in UK, London especially, when the punk bands start to play. Mm. Now start to 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 make the shows even before they record the first records. Yeah, uh, they was making a different kind of rock music, so they they didn't like the, the the old rock music before the progressive rock. You know, they they was trying to make a a, a break. You know, okay, from from that from that to create something new. Sure. So when the the parties and the shows uh, was happening. They they didn't have like punk other punk records to play between the shows. Like the DJ didn't have other music that they like. So one one guy was the main responsible for these connections. A guy called Don Let's. He's a DJ. He's a Rasta DJ, and he was playing reggae music between the the, the punk shows. Okay. And people relate with the 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 message, you know, because punk music, punk punk the punk philosophy was against the system was fighting for you know for mm -hmm. rights and the same thing is with reggae you know there are a lot of music like you know the message of roots reggae music roots rock reggae music you know is about fighting against the system fight, fight against injustice you know yeah. uh, so people connected with the vibe and the message and became a thing you know and a lot of lot of punk bands made uh, uh, collaborations with reggae artists with reggae producers and uh, like the the 
Sex Pistols, The Clash, they was always always walking together with reggae artists. So mm-hmm. there is this uh, connection in this like 77, 78, you know. Okay, I got uh, you. It's a beautiful story and a lot of people don't know. It's not like very, you know, uh, promoted and documented, you know. No, you, you're right. It's, it's not a well-known story, but after having heard you say it, I myself had the opportunity to dive in a little deeper and, and you, you're seeing these connections come out and you're seeing sort of like the photography that goes along with it that shows you the history of these yes. um, of these uh, reggae DJs and reggae groups, you know, with the these punk rock, punk rock groups as as well and just collaborating together and being together and it's like you said like flying the same flag for you know fighting for justice fighting against inequality trying to to change the system uh and it it was amazing to see like i i knew that's what reggae was about in the caribbean i didn't realize that it had that kind of influence and and collaboration like that was so deep internationally and so just hearing that story yeah definitely helped to yeah. expand my and you, mind. The, the, like the immigrants, Jamaican immigrants all over, and also mm-hmm. in, in UK there are a lot of Jamaican immigrants. There is the, the community there, and it influences a lot the music and the culture, you know? And like the re- other, other uh, really good point on this story is when Bob Marley back from, UK, he was living in UK, and he back to Jamaica and recorded the 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 the, the anthem punk reggae party mm-hmm. with Lee Scratchberry producing, yeah. and was because he was he said in the beginning when he saw the first time the punks he was like think strange the the image of the punk the punk the punk guys mm-hmm. but when they met then and they liked the vibe and made the music for you know they connect and put for for the world. Yeah, yeah, it, it's strange how the, the the type of collaborations and um, you know just how people can come together around music. How music is is the thing that, that that makes us all equal and brings us all together into the same room. So I I really love it. And speaking of music, if I could dive a little deeper into your Crypto Rasters project, I know that you've collaborated with a bunch of amazing musicians and artists. Lee Scratch Perry, like you said. Kabaka Pyramid, Itana, and th- that's just a few, but a, a lot more bassy from, from TOK. Um, and I can imagine, I can only imagine that these types of collaborations at, at that level require a tremendous amount of negotiations, negotiating with the artists and their labels, but also legal paperwork, right? You know, having to sign contracts and, and get um, licensing deals and all that stuff. So in our audience, I know we have a few NFT creators and a few people who want to create NFTs and are, who are hoping to collaborate with their favorite artists, with their favorite celebrities, similar to, to what you've been able to accomplish. And I'm hoping maybe you can share some advice from your side. Can you walk us through exactly what goes into creating a, cal- a collaboration of that caliber? What, what, what did you do to pull that off? Yeah, first... Uh... I have to say that when I start the crypto rasters, as was I thought, telling before, uh, was first was like a, a just inspiration to see the crypto punks and a, and a joke that we have to have a crypto raster. Mm-hmm. 
But when I made the first ones and I see it could be big, yeah. I say, no, man, it's a bigger project than my project. I have to to bring back to the coach. I have to invite the artists to to benefit from that, you know. Nice. Bring some. So uh, I started to talk first with the arts that already worked when I was making music with digital dubs. So I had opportunity to, to record a track with the Scratch Perry back in the day. Uh, I worked with uh, Cedric Maiton from the Congos, Ranking Joe, some artists, some like foundation artists. Mm-hmm. And I, I also talk with like a, uh, some new artists, you know, like some uh, Brazilian artists too. So I started to talk with them, the artists that I worked before. And there is a work of education too, because everything was so new. People didn't know what was NFT. I have to explain, explain the project, explain what's NFT, how they can be, they can get a benefit from that. Yeah. Most of these first artists, they come because they, they trust me. They know me before. Mm. So it was the first step was easier, but to go to the next step and go to the arts that I didn't work before and, and, I have to work all this, like make a contract, explain, the, have a lot of negotiations, try the contacts. One thing that is good on the in reggae that if you don't know anyone, you have someone that knows. So the so people start to to help the connections. Yeah. So we made this uh, uh, end of last year. We made the the first uh, auction releasing ten. Uh, NFTs for these artists, mm-hmm. uh, as you said, like the Scratch Perry, Itana, Kabaka Pyramids, Augustus Pablo and his son Addis Pablo, mm-hmm. Bushman, yeah. um, Michael Shimaya, Basie, uh, Dada Yut from Brazil, yeah, and uh, Bushman, and and we have more. 109. It will be 200 artists in the total for the project. So oh, we wow. were working. A lot of connect connections, a lot of contacts, a lot of already uh, confirmed. We have mm-hmm. space for more artists that we are negotiating and talking. Mm-hmm. So we are working really in a project for long term. You know, we are not making just a, a, a small col- a collection that sold out and the work finished. We are thinking we are, have long way and a lot of things to do. And I think for 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 uh, advice for people that are willing to do collaboration with their favorite artists or you know first of all uh i think the artists the like famous artists they need connection with people that know the the nft culture sometimes some you see a lot of famous artists that they see the nft like it's a new thing and a new way to make money they just jump in to make like something they don't they don't participate on the on the movement and just mm-hmm. come in to sell the nft and most of times it's don't work you sure. know yeah. because people that now in the nft world are already more experienced more aware that if if someone just coming to make a money grab mm-hmm. it's not good for for our investment no yeah so right. it's good when the artists come to a new He's coming to a new place. Respect who is in there and and know the, this place, you know. He, so we put every be- more or less in the same level, you know. They are like they are legends, but they are new in the 
NFT. So they have to respect who is in the NFT. The sure. same way uh, us as uh, respect their works on music and, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, another, the other thing is try to go on something that you love and, 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 and know about, you know, like I, I go went deep on, on reggae music, something I'm working for 20 years and, and love the culture and make for the culture, you know. So I think two, two, these two things is something that can help. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. Let me pick up on one of those points about sort of creating something that has long-term value. You, I, I see a few artists and a few musicians jumping into the, the NFT space. I mean, you look at the NFTs they're creating, it's very much like a, a money grab where the NFTs don't have a roadmap. Um, yeah, there's something that you get, like maybe some behind-the-scenes access or access to a concert or something. But then when you think of what NFTs really are in terms of, of ownership or having an ownership stake, or at least having a vote, having a say, there's none of that that's sort of built into the NFTs. It's just a very temporary, here's the CD that I'm selling. If you buy it for $1,000, you can come to my concert. You know, and and that's not that's not it at all, right? Um, you know, we, we talk about how uh, Rasta culture, you know, Rasta must own, you know, banks and industry. And, and I think it, it's important to recognize that reggae culture is the same thing where like you're trying to ensure that that there's long-term success here it's not just about the quick money grabbing you see artists who are like that they they sort of they fade away really quickly it's it's the people who are in it who are grinding long hours long years who are you know really providing for their audience and giving them what what they what they want the type of music that they're looking for and who are invested in the culture those are the ones who survive and have the have the, the, the longevity, so I'm I'm with you a hundred percent on that, um, and yeah, uh, and kudos perfect. to you for sort of taking the artist down that route to to educate them and make sure that they come in with with the right mentality to to ensure that the, this project that you started that it, it's able to continue to flourish. But I'm I'm wondering, so like on the negotiation side, on, on like the legal side, are you doing all of that stuff yourself, or do you have like a team that's helping you out? No, no, we have a team. You know, I I started the, the the as I told in the beginning, I started alone, make design one by one, mm-hmm. and the thing was start growing. Uh, I had the red people that was helping me on on the production uh, executive side in digital dubs. They started to work with me on the crypto rasters, and the team started to grow every step. The the project was growing. I was bringing more people to work and. Uh, have to 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 hire lawyers and you know yeah. I have and and uh, there was a big step too that when it was not just about the legal stuff but the smart contract and the developing mm-hmm. uh, in the in the way crypto rights as well starting to get bigger and get attention I I I met a lot of people in the in the in the NFT scene and and it's Something that we have to talk that the, the NFT scene is very color, collaborative and people are very willing to help and and share knowledge. So it was something different from many industries that yeah. you try to get to in. The NFT space is very open. People are, are, are very, you know, I don't know 
exactly why. Maybe because the technology is about decentralization and all this philosophy, but people are very open to uh, share knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I, I, in in this journey, I, I met some people and I I met uh, uh, my partner in the project now, uh, Thiago Yak. He has a studio of developing blockchain and AI and generative art. Nice. So he helped me this part to bring the crypto roster to a next level, you know, when I was designing everything one by one. And he helped me with the algorithm and the blockchain and the uh, smart contract to make it the 10,420 and make the, the project much bigger. And we had a lot of people working in the, helping us in the social media marketing, the community manager. Now to to make a really real project, we mm-hmm. really need you know a team. And there is other point is that as we are in Brazil and talk something about reggae music that is in the Jamaica, in Jamaica and Caribbean and is spread all over the world. Mm-hmm. I I I always was uh, thinking that I needed connect all my my friends all over the world like in uk and in jamaica and in us and make an international team you know so now we have nice. people in many cities working uh to make the project bigger so it's why you see a lot of every time something new happening new ideas the party in miami uh uh merchandising come a skateboard uh, uh, uh sneaker you know we are doing a lot of stuff wow Great. We, we're having a music label coming soon, so the Ooh. project is it's growing, going. growing. So how, how big is your team now? Well, uh, we have more than 10 people nice. working. Yeah. Sometimes there are more than or less, depending. Sometimes people come for a, a, a specific project. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I... I... I get you for sure. And I agree with you too when you say that the NFT space is really open. Uh, I feel like right now there's this time, it's this time in our lives where everyone is sort of coming together and we recognize that previously, like the previous internet generation made a, a lot of missteps. There was stuff around, you know, diversity, access to funding, access to technology, sustainability. There's all, all of these missteps that we made. And I think we all recognize that. And we're coming together now around NFTs, around crypto, around Web3 and Metaverse, all these things. And we're saying we want to make a change. We want to create new stuff, but we will, we don't want to yes. do it in the way that the generation before yeah. has done. For us, exactly. it has to be different. It has to be equitable. We have to make sure that, that everyone has the opportunity to want to own something, but to participate in it that it, it's free and uh, affordable and, and available to, to a lot of different people. And yeah, and, and the community is coming together. And I'm, so I'm happy to hear you say that you had a lot of support from, from the NFT community because that, that's exactly the way that, that, that I found it as well. And so m- maybe I can then get your thoughts on what you think is going to be the future of this community going forward. So m- my final question to you, I guess, is sort of for the regular lovers in the audience, you know, the Caribbean folk, where you've already shown us the link between punks and rasters. And so now I'm wondering what are your thoughts on the future of reggae and, and NFTs? So like, how can we continue to combine 
this music genre with this new technology to continue elevating roots culture and reggae across the globe. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man. First of all, I think NFT will be in a in few years will be all all over. You know, everything gonna have a connection with NFT, so you can't, you know, run from that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I see the crypto rises as a good door for for artists or for reggae fans, you know, and not only reggae lovers, but I see a lot of people that uh, like are NFT collectors and just see the vibe of the projects, like the artwork or like. You know the the how how the the, the philosophy or the, how the project was yeah. made. Uh, they buy the NFT and they enter in the community like the vibe. You know because you know normally the people that are into the reggae music there is a good vibe and mm-hmm. and a, you know and people are excited and start to listen and discover reggae artists. So I see even for people discover new music uh, and. Uh, as as we said, like for for us, is this first step to enter in this space? But we want to make this space uh, different from from the mistakes that the the industry, the music industry, uh, made before. So we want to make something that can bring much more value for the arts and for the fans. Make this connection more uh, direct, more linear, you know, mm-hmm. and as we are going to the next step with the the the, the music label hmm. we are building this this music label we are studying a lot to bring not just the traditional way of the 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 the, 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 the distribution but bring the web tree and the technology nfts for the music nice. in a different way you know and we are connecting to with the reggae festivals so to bring a benefit of tickets for many reggae festivals if you are a crypto rasta uh owner uh we are trying to bring much more real life uh physical world connections like making this like the party made in miami want to make it all over in many cities with connection with all the teams and and the and the community so yeah i think the the possibilities are endless no there are a lot of things to do and a lot of things that we are gonna learn because we are in the middle of the process no a lot of things gonna change uh there was a friend of the day asking me some for a book to read about nft i say man there is no book we are (laughs) constructing this if you write a book six months later it everything is different so you have to learn it talking with people and we are in the middle of the process ah that's so true you you can't write a book because the the stuff is going to be outdated really quickly but i I like what you're saying about uh, how you want to use your record label to really change the way that people think about music and um and the way that music royalties the relationship with the fans and, and the artist works yeah man that that that's really admirable um speaking as a as a caribbean man i I would love to have a more direct connection with with the artists i love you know um buju banton chronics and 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 these people that that i I listen to on on a daily basis so kudos to you man and congratulations 
on on respect, on respect. all of your success and everything that you're doing. So just before I let you run, you you've shown yourself to be an innovator in this in this reggae culture space, showing yourself to be a thought leader in terms of, of roots culture and, and roots history. And uh and I really appreciate everything you've done. I know the audience has gotten a lot of value out of what you shared. If people are listening and they want to connect with you, they want to connect with the Crypto Rasters movement, how can they find you online? How how can they connect with you? What's the best way to do that? Yeah, we are all social media now. Uh, it's just put Crypto Rasters on Twitter, Instagram, and especially on Discord. I think if you go to the, uh, in our website, there is the links too. Mm-hmm. Find us on Discord because it's not just connect about with me, but with the community. Like the community on Discord, bring it to another next level, and was one of the things that I didn't expect be so lively and 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 like yeah, go to the Discord and talk with the community. I think it's the best way to get the vibe and understand what Cryptoras is all about. Nice. I, I agree with you. I, I would concur. Like the, the Discord community, um, so positive, just so uplifting. You know, um, I, I don't get to say a lot in the community, but, you know, I go in, I, I read read the messages and, and see what people are up to. It, it's pretty great uh, just to see how everybody's collaborating like, like that together there. Uh, so we'll make sure to add links to your instagram and to your your discord in the episode description so if you're listening now just go to the episode description you'll see the the discord invite as well as the the instagram links marcus again thank you very much for joining us thank you for sharing the story of crypto rasters thank you for sharing the history of the punks and the rasters you know if there are punks then there must be rasters brother uh, i appreciate you good luck to you uh, more power to you, you know, blessed love, brother. Yeah, man, blessed love was my pleasure. Give thanks for the invitation and always a pleasure to spread the, the message and the love. Mm-hmm.